Funny how. What's going on, Chuckleheads? This is Dingo Talk. I am Carlo Guadagnino. Our mystery guest has not arrived yet, but we are in the process. I'm sure he's on his way. Bumper to bumper traffic down there on uh, in Chambers and in front of Chambers. But it's a high-ranking person here at Bethany College, and they apparently have arrived. I'm going to rearrange the room a little bit so that I'm not right in front of the camera so that they can talk. And then we're going to start. So... I hope you enjoy it, Chuckleheads. What's going on, Chuckleheads? As I said in the intro, the mystery guest, Sam Gooch, uh, assistant dean now. Yep. Um, Join me, Sam, thank you. Thank you. Uh, before, because I missed on the last one, so we're just going to get it out of the way. So I don't... There's your tea. Um, thank you. Turners, if you're watching, please sponsor me, because I'm getting... I, I, enjoy, I enjoy your tea a lot. Um, Sam. Yes, sir. So you, wow, we got a lot to cover here. <laughs> he, he dropped this vice dean, assistant dean thing on me about five minutes ago. I have executive director of student life, so that's not right. But congratulations on the, on the promotion. Thank you. Um, we, we will get to our second segment of all Bethany and... 2000 and from 2013. Those were some good years. Some good, some real creeping. I appreciate it. Um, let's start with your senior year in high school, which is uh, <clears throat> the spring of 2005. Yep. All right then. So I'm, I'm old. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Had to had to do it. Had to do it. So uh, let's talk about. You were a baseball player. I was. Your senior year. Um, you go through the recruitment process. Let's kind of talk about before you made your decision because, like, you you were offered a spot yep. and you decided to go the traditional student route instead of the student athlete route. So. I did. So when I was in uh, high school, honestly, I wasn't a very good baseball player. I'm not gonna lie. At least I didn't think I was a very good baseball player. Uh, but I had re I had reached out to Slipper Rock for some information, mm -hmm. and then when I reached out. Apparently, somehow my name got passed because I put on there that I played baseball. I passed over to the baseball coaches, um, and I had some of the coaches coming up to the games, um, and they did. They offered me a spot to come down and, and try out and all that good stuff. But when it came down to it, I just, I just wasn't interested. You know, I had been playing since I was five, and I, uh, I just felt like I don't know, burnout's the right word. You just got to run its course, yeah, and you wanted course. to kind of experience college for what the other side of it <laughs> not being an athlete and being yeah. free to kind of manage your time and whatnot. I talked to some friends that graduated the year before me who were athletes in college and they told me just how much time how much of a time commitment it is and I did really well in high school grades weren't really concerned with me but um, I just wanted to have fun you know what I mean just not have to worry about practices only worry about class only worry about the studies um, Although my first year I didn't really do that, but you know. Well, <laughs> we don't. That's the first. You're allowed to make that. That's why you came this to yeah. college. You're allowed to make those mistakes. So I actually have a. I'm kind of getting ahead a little bit, but I have an interesting story. So when it was my freshman year at Slippery Rock, I lived in Harner Hall, not Harlan Hall, but I mix those up here even still. <laughs> um, and I hated it. I hated it. I didn't want to be there. Looking back, I know I was just homesick. Mm -hmm. 
it was only a little over an hour away, but I'd never been away from home that long. Um, so I called my mom, which the only reason I even had a cell phone, because back then, not everyone had an iPhone. You know, you're not that far behind. <laughs> no, um, who has flip phones? <laughs> that's what I have. Oh, yeah. So my mom got me a flip phone before I went to college. So I called her and I said, I hate it here. Can you come pick me up? And I, earlier that day, I, I had already followed the Dean of Freshmen. So something I had to slip her up. We don't have this Bethany, but the Dean of Freshmen and said, hey, I'm leaving. I'm dropping out. I'm going home. Thanks. So what I didn't know is that the Dean of Freshmen called my mom, which is actually <clears throat> really cool and against the law. But, <laughs> no. but she called my mom, told my mom what was going on, even though I had already talked to her. Um, but she had convinced my mom to not let me go home. And so my mom shows up, she called me, she says, hey, I'm downstairs. I said, all right, I'm gonna come out, I'll, get, I'll bring my stuff down. She said, no, just leave it there, we'll come back and get it, we're gonna give her something to eat. So she took me to McDonald's, this is McDonald's and Sabrina. They have the big box there. They do have the big box there. Um, and we were sitting there eating, and we're sitting in one of those little, you know, the little tables, and my mm -hmm. sister's at the table next to us. She, I have my phone sitting on the, on the table, she reaches across, takes my phone, and says, if you leave, you can't have this. I'm taking it back. You have to remember, I just got that thing like a month before. <laughs> and it's not, it's not as common right. then as it is right. now. Not everybody had one. Uh, I still had a phone in my room that worked. Like a, a landline. <laughs> a landline. Oh. In my room that worked. So we would like prank people and stuff on there, but whatever. <laughs> um, so she reaches across, takes my phone, and says, you can have this back if you say, say you're going to stay. And I was in shock because my mom never made me do anything. She didn't make me do chores and things like that, but, you know, the worst punishment I ever got was just being sent to my room where my Xbox was or whatever, my toys were. So I was in shock. So I'm sitting there. I get mad. I leave. I walk out of the restaurant. She comes out, and I say, well, I'm going to go live with somebody else. And she said, how are you going to get there? You don't have a car. <laughs> so after kind of a back and forth, she takes me back to the room. I take me back to the building. I tell her I'm going to stay. Take the phone back. Get my phone. And that night, the RA knocks on my door because now I'm an average student because I tried to leave. Yeah. So the RA knocks on my door, asks me to come, uh, come to a house council meeting or a hall council, whatever you call it, um, which is basically like student government but just for the building. So something they had to slip around. And that's one of the things I believe. Didn't you get involved in the house? Uh, uh, I did my, I did, I did creep enough. <laughs> you did a lot of creeping. That's old. Hey, um, hey, I'm impressed. Not many LinkedIn, people. LinkedIn is quite impressive when people put facts up there. I just, I don't even use LinkedIn that much, but I forgot I have, I have everything mm -hmm. on there. Um, so I went that night, and that night I'm pretty sure there was a fix in the oh. elections because I got elected to do a position that I wasn't even running for. Um, I think I was treasurer or something that was elected that night. And from that moment on, all of a sudden. Everything changed. I started getting involved. Um, I became president of the house council the next two years because I lived in that same building for three years. Um, and then the year after that, they asked me to run for president of ARHS, which is like the council that oversees all the house councils. So that moment changed everything. Because if it wasn't for that moment, I would have probably transferred to Edinburgh. So you wait, first off, you pointed out that it, it, what she did was illegal. Yeah. But it changed a whole course of events. Yep. We might not have even gotten to have a conversation ever. Yeah, 100%. You know? Chances of me sitting right here right now are probably zero if I leave. If. So, 
I probably would have went to Edinburgh, which is our like high, my high school's thirteenth grade. No, oh, so it's like Plum IUP. Yeah. I used to go to Plum. Right. So that's where everybody in my high school went. Probably. So I graduated with eighty six kids, small <laughs> school, uh, and probably sixty of them went to Edinburgh. If that tells you anything. I was the only kid from my class that went to something. Okay. So that's that. That's also you know for the people coming from distance. Yeah. That might be watching and getting to know you. Yep. That that is a realistic thing. You were you just moved an hour away, yep. and you're the only guy from your hometown. Yeah, and I think that's why and I'm, I'm going to get ahead of myself just a little bit. I think that's why I relate so well to a lot of different students because I've had a lot of different experiences. Well, let's get into some of those experiences. Okay, so, yeah. 2005 to 2010, and now now I'm in the picture because. Uh, <laughs> 2010 is a year that I graduated high school, so yeah. we're, we're going on 10 years for this one. Yeah, I did a uh, victory lap, five years, thank you. We'll get to victory laps, I'm sure. <laughs> or two. Or three. Two? <laughs> two? Let's not get... But... I still so, tell people in seven years. Don't <laughs> tell me. There are a lot... Listen, there are a lot of successful people that go to school for seven years. Oh, for sure. They're called doctors. But... Um, you have a BSBA in econ and finance. Yep, I was a double major. Um, so another fun fact, I slipped around. Tony, I got a lot of stories. Fun fact, I uh, actually had ten majors. Well, that's slipped around. You yourself had ten majors. Over my time, I had okay. I transferred to ten, like switched had, my major ten times. I had four when I was here. So, and those ten changes would have been in my first like two years because I graduated in five. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I can name them all now, but I was education <laughs> at one point, athletic training at one point, history, math. Um, but eventually I took an econ class, I took microeconomics with Jesus, not Jesus, you get mad if you call him Jesus, Jesus. Um, and I just loved it because I love math. So that day I went and changed my major to economics. And then I added finance because it only was a couple more classes. But. So. You get through there. You end up staying for two years, two two more years. So seven, seven years there. That's that's what that adds up to. So seven years. <laughs> seven years, seven and you years. end up with a master's in student affairs. Yeah. So because of all the experiences I had, so for example, that already knocking on my door the first year, uh, I got very involved in other things, AHS student government, and there's an advisor I had. The advisor for student government, his name's Brad. He he was the reason I did student affairs. So one day I walked into his office, which was covered in SpongeBob, <laughs> but uh, walked in his office and I said, <laughs> I said, how do I do what you do? Like, how do I, how do I, how do I be you? How do I be you minus the SpongeBob stuff? Yeah, I don't want to do the SpongeBob room. Man. I don't want to do SpongeBob, but I want to do what you do. So he told me about student affairs, he told me about the program, um, and that was in my last semester before I graduated. So I had no clue what I was going to do, no clue where I was going to go. Uh, but I went in there and I asked him how to get into that. Um, at the, by that point, all the deadlines had passed for most of the programs. Slipper Rock was the only one that I looked at that was still accepting people. So I applied. Um, I didn't get into the first, so I missed the deadline for the first interview day, mm -hmm. but I had made the deadline for the second interview day, which was the day after graduation. Okay. So I had not graduated, still didn't know what I was going to do, but luckily my lease went until June 30th, so I had some time. Um, so I went to the interview day, obviously I got in, um, and then while I was there, I was a, I actually did not get a graduate assistantship my first year, first semester, um, because again, I waited till last minute for everything, there's nothing left, um, but I got lucky because a GA spot had opened up in 
Brad's office, and you know, he was looking out for me. He took care of me, which gave it's me a connection. It's a good connection to have. He gave me the opportunity, um, so I oversaw the alternative spring break program, which is the uh, traveling service programs, which we, huh. yeah, huh. which magically made its way to Bethany. So huh. <laughs> um, it's funny because I think you've gone a couple trips. Yeah, I so, have. Travel, well, travel the world on other people's times. <laughs> Pretty which, good. Hey. It's a perk. It's, it's a perk of, one, perk of the job. So, two years. Yep. We get to, and, and like, let me let me ask. So, right out in, in 2012. Yep. Before you graduate with your master's, do you already have the next job lined up? No. Okay. So let me talk about the next job after you graduate, and then we'll go into how you got it. Okay. The coordinator of student leadership at Salem Community College in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, when does that become the place? So I was actually so we're in a co we're, so in grad school you're in a cohort model at least ours. I was the first person in my cohort to get an on-campus interview back in March, and I was at the University of Utah. Cool. Big difference. So I'd gone out there, whatever, blah blah. blah. So I'd have been applying for jobs for that whole semester. And I had got a bunch of interviews. I had some on-campus interviews, uh, but I had applied for that job because the leadership stuff. I really enjoy that, you know, area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I went out there. I was kind of iffy, but you know, the fact that they gave me the opportunity to meet the president was something that really like persuaded me a little bit because most places don't do that for a coordinator job. No. So when I met with the president, I was like, okay, this place is legit. Because at Slipper Rock, I had a really close connection with the president. So that kind of was like a that home feeling type thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I left, and probably a week later, um, I got the call. They offered me the job, and I started on July, whatever the Monday was after the fourth, July sixth, or whatever it was. Um, I moved out to New Jersey. So, <laughs> so I wait. So wait. Let me let me just timestamp this. So, uh, 2012, you're moving out to Jersey. Yeah. So is Sam Gooch out there fist bumping and no, no, hitting, no, no, the, no. hitting the boardwalk and no, not finding the beach? I was in southern New Jersey. Oh, okay. Which is very, oh, yes. very different. Yes, it is. And not even on the coast. I was <laughs> I was on the inside. I was four miles from like the Pennsylvania state line. Oh. So basically where I lived was like where I'm from, northwest PA, you know, cow pastures. You'll hit a city and then it'll be cow pastures again. Uh but I, I didn't know where I was going to live, so I was on Craigslist, surfing Craigslist, just looking for early Craigslist where it was you. Everybody was. You weren't the only one. Was, everybody looking for an apartment at that point is Craigslist is the place to be. And it was sketchy as hell. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who I was walking into, what I was walking into. So this guy, this this guy emails me back, and the price is right, and I show up. It's a one bedroom in his house that he had rented out all the bedrooms to different people. The house was definitely an older guy's house. It had, you know, those figurines and stuff in the little cases. Uh, had the shag carpet. So I walk in my bedroom and it's like living on a, basically a Harlan bed. Or you, have a, you have a mattress in a corner and a window. It was prison with a window. Yeah. With a window I could open. Yeah. Um, and there's his desk was in there. So he had his work desk in the bedroom. So he was like, I hope you don't mind if I just come in sometimes and do some work. I was like, what the? F- I'm paying for this. I do uh, I mind a little bit. That was the worst. I would go to bed at night hating New Jersey, hating the entire state. 
<laughs> and no one in Jersey can drive. Sorry. Well, and they don't like they they take not pumping your gas very serious. Oh yeah, that was cool though. That, that was, was the coolest part of New Jersey. You know, I didn't know that in 2010 yeah. as a as a lowly recruit driving and getting lost in Jersey. I was like, oh, I need gas. Yep. Got out of the car because I'm from Pittsburgh. You pump your gas. Oh, well, apparently that is I I violated some laws there. Yeah, the first time I went to pump my gas, I did the same thing. I got out of the car. He's like, no, don't do that. No. <laughs> yeah, my okay. fault, man. Back in the car. I never knew, like, am I supposed to tip this person? <laughs> like, it was just awkward. It was awkward, awkward. So I'm living with this old dude and some other randoms that I don't think I ever actually met. Uh, and I'm, every night I'm just online again, back on Craigslist, <laughs> looking for a job, job, job. Not even jobs, I'm House. a different place to live, just looking for a different place. <laughs> and I find this other guy, he, he owns a house, he's just looking for someone to help, you know cover some of the rent, or the, the mortgage. mortgage. Yep. Um, really nice guy, he, even, he gave me the master bedroom, he, was, he invited me out to meet his friends. So that part ended up working out, it was really cool, he's a nice guy. Um, but then the college itself was having issues, just like any college, you know, even eight, it's a, eight years ago, whatever it was. It's a small, I'm, I'm assuming smaller school. Yeah, small, so, uh, Probably small private. Are they state, private? Public? State owned. So it is. It's a community school. So yeah, it's community college. So it's okay. state run. So state budgets were being cut because 2008 was when the crisis happened. People were still suffering or recovering. Absolutely. So there's there's cuts and anywhere you can. And unfortunately, yeah. so education my, is the place. Yeah. My boss left. So I actually reported to the athletic director, which I thought was weird. Yeah, it was really weird setup. So she left, and then I got the call from Bethany. So, That's what about February 2013? Probably, yeah, because Jerry waited until last minute. But yeah. Okay, well, that's <laughs> a really good place to stop. Okay, um, I can move this now because I don't need notes for 2013. <laughs> but I do have to. Uh, I have to thank my sponsor, one of my sponsors, Maple Shades Outdoors. Karen Dunn's going to speak to you guys right after this. Um, Check, the, check them out on YouTube, check them out on Instagram. They do, uh, it's a lot of hunting videos. And uh, you know, KJ, he's a pretty good guy, I'm I'd say. He's a good guy. Good guy. Um, thank you guys. And uh, we'll be back for part two with Sam Gooch. What's going on everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. While you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page. Enjoy some videos and some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk. So I'll talk to y'all later. Hello to my little friend.